on this week's episode of Trader Top Trumps, we pit the... Snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is swirling like this whirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I've tried. You finished? Don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always had to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Well, now they know. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold me down anymore. Let it go, let it go. Welcome to Trailer Top Drums. Let the storm rage on. Cold never bother me anyway. Is that it? Welcome to the Davis Locker and to this week's Trader Top Trumps. I am your host, Chris Davis, and with me, as always, Dickie Greenleaf himself, Gazaday. Gazaday, what we got going on this week, my friend? I'm Queen Elsa of Arendelle. <sighs> Queen Elsa, what yes. we got going on this week? This week, we're looking at 21 Bridges versus my favourite, Frozen 2. Okay, let's find out if these trailers are trader trash or Trader Flash. Welcome to Trader Top Trumps. Right, get that off. You wally. Ridiculous. Okay, so as always, the first category we're going to take a look at is the plot and director. Now, high-scoring trailers in this category will have an interesting plot, some original storylines going on, and a director that is absolutely fantastic. Done it all. You get the gist. So, Gazzadee, what have we got? So, Frozen 2. We're excited about this. Yeah, I am really yeah. excited. So, we got Elsa and Anna. Huh? Elsa and Anna. 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 You don't what? like Anna? It's just, uh, I was thinking about this earlier on, because looking at the trailer again, Anna. Yeah. It's Anna. Yeah, it is Anna. Anna. <laughs> but anyway, if you're going to persevere with it, I'll support you. You get my full backing, brother. Thank you. But, uh... Elsa and Anna <laughs> and her merry band, Sven, Kristoff, and obviously Olaf the, the snowman, yeah. they all leave Arendelle to venture to a autumnal-based enchanted wood. They're off to find the origins of Elsa's powers to save their own kingdom. Wow. Let's check it out.
past is not what it seems. You must find the truth. Go north across the enchanted lands and into the unknown. But be careful. We have always feared Elsa's powers were too much for this world. We must hope. They are enough. I won't let anything happen to her. So there you go. Looks pretty impressive for my eyes. Yeah, same. So they've got the original directors back, which is a, a, a duo. So it's yeah. Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. So they've obviously had the, the pedigree. They've had the, the kind of uh, success of the first movie. It's funny because looking at their background, Chris mm. Buck, he started as an animator yeah. way back in the day on Little mm. Mermaid and Pocahontas. So he's mm. really made his way up. And now he's obviously the director of one of the biggest... Yeah. animated films of all time. I think The Lion King's the only one that's grossed more wow. than new animated uh, Lion King, which has only recently come out. Incredible. And then Jennifer Lee, she's been the creative leader on things such as Big Hero 6, which is one of my favourite animated yeah, films. And Zootropolis. Yeah, I've not seen Zootropolis. Oh, that's good. It is yeah. a good one, yeah. Couldn't even say it then, have I seen it? <laughs> <laughs> it's one I'd recommend. Yeah. And obviously, the original won, won an Oscar. It was, in terms of animated movies... It was. It's got the highest uh, kind of views per uh, on the internet per twenty four hours. One hundred and fourteen million times it was viewed. Wow! So I'm not sure what the, the stats are on this, but yeah, it was. So yeah, what are you thinking? I I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, the first Frozen. I mean, I liked it the first time, and then if you've got children, <laughs> you'll know. Yeah. Round about the three hundred eighty fifth time guess a bit boring but I still know all the words to the songs yeah, exactly. and whatnot and, and it's such clever work yeah. you know and like you say um, the directors he started off well one of the directors started off like from the ground up mm. and if you're going to have anyone looking after it someone who's going to manage a team of artists who's going to manage all the VFX and all the different things that go into a film like this then um, he's ideal exactly yeah. he's ideal so um, it's just got the pedigree isn't it mm. like you say every, all, everyone's returning and you're going to get the addition of some new Exactly, characters. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited by it. I've got to be honest. I yeah. think um, it looks a bit darker mm. than the first one. It does, yeah. Which is uh, really interesting. And I saw an interview with um, one of the cast, Kristen Bell, who said that um, what they're hoping for and what they've gone for is for the the story and the style of it to grow with the audience. So grow yeah. with that first audience of the first yeah, one, I should yeah, say. Yeah. So it's sort of maturing with them. So that I think that's why it's a bit darker. So I'm, re I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and there's not many where you get kind of sequels to animated films. I know sometimes you get it where The Lion King, the original uh, animated one, it had a couple of sequels, but they're kind of straight yeah. to DVD. They were not, yeah. you don't get many that go straight in, back into the no. cinema like this. So. No, they had that little Frozen Fever thing, didn't they? Yeah. Just straight after the first one, but that was yeah, just yeah. a little offshoot thing. But um, do you know what I do like? It's just called Frozen 2. Yeah, I knew you would like that. I was going to make something up and kind of give you a, a curveball, but... There's no Frozen 2, you know, Elsa's magic or yeah. something like that. There's nothing like that. It's just Frozen 2. It's all you need. It's all yeah. the... People just need to know it's the second one. 
Although it's frozen eye eye. Do you like that? Eye eye. <laughs> <laughs> frozen eye eye. <laughs> I think, yeah, overall, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. And so I'm going for a score of an eight. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Good. I thought I might have had to argue you up, but no. Good. <laughs> Move on. I, I think, it, you know, I think an eight's a fair score because there's loads of excitement around this. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it does look bloody good. Yeah, it does. You know, in terms of animation, like I say, that bit darker, there's a bit more for parents, I think, in this mm. one. I think it's going to be great, so I'd agree with an eight. Good. Brilliant. Super. Move on. Okay, so the trailer I'm going to be taking a look at today is 21 Bridges Now. 21 Bridges is the story of an embattled NYPD detective who's thrust into a citywide manhunt for two cop killers. Mm. A robbery has gone awry. Eight policemen have been killed. The authorities take extreme measures in this race against time as they close down all 21 bridges, preventing any entry or exit onto the iconic Manhattan Island. Let's take a look at the trailer. They told me you were the guy who kills cop killers. I will find him. Your father died protecting this city. He taught you to follow your conscience in an often cruel world. What happened? Worst day in 18 years. How many cops? Eight. Why were they here? They responded to a robbery. Shots fired! Shots fired! Officer down! Automatic weapons, two shooters. They have training. How old were you when your father's captain came? I asked for you for a reason. I will find out. We just kill cops. We need to run. We gotta move fast. Cars not ours, plates are stolen. If we will catch these guys in the next three or four hours, they vanish. How are you gonna do this? Close the island. Got 21 bridges in and out of Manhattan. Shut them down. Three rivers, close them. Four tunnels, block them. Stop every train and loop the subways. Then? We flood the island with blue. Mask on, Scott. Get mask on. None of this makes sense. The bid was for 30 keys. We walked into 300. Mask on, Scott. Get mask on. They'll have to open Manhattan by morning. Eight dead policemen is one thing, but the stock market losing billions of dollars is quite another. This whole thing is filthy. You know what I mean? You gotta be to move 300 kilos of cocaine. Oh, my God. What's going on here? I just need the truth, that's all. They told me you were fearless. The guy who kills cop killers. Sees his dad and every cop who dies. Nobody approaching? He's mine! Police, out of the way, move! They're not gonna escape this island. You're the only cop tonight who speaks first and shoots second. I will find out why the night happened. Rep the set, you gotta rep the set. Okay, so that was the trailer for 21 Bridges and First Impressions. What are you thinking? I really like the looks of this. It's good, isn't I it? I think uh, Chadwick Boseman is made for this type of role, I think. It's going to be obviously very fast-paced. So, yeah, looking forward to this one. Yeah, well, an interesting fact about it, actually, um, just going based on your trailer, 
is that STX Films, a production company behind this, pushed the release date of this film back right. to be released this next week, obviously, so that it is counter-programmed against Frozen rather than be against the Joker. Yeah, right, so, interesting. So they saw that as a bit of a better counter-programming measure. So, uh, you know, moving into the Christmas holidays mm. and whatnot. So so an interesting one, really, isn't it? That they thought, we'll stick it against Frozen, just like we are tonight, yeah, yeah. rather than have it against the Joker. So probably a wise move, actually, looking at the Joker's success. So, But anyway, I digress. Yeah. But um, so, okay, so it's a, what have we got here? We've got a cat and mouse chase, really, haven't we? We've got Chadwick Boseman, the NYPD detective, Andre Davis, chasing down two cop killers. Now, his characters we see from the very beginning of the trailer, his father was a cop mm. who died in service protecting the city that he loved, um, resulting in Andre Davis, the character of Andre Davis, becoming someone who is known as, uh, you know, the guy who kills cop killers. And that's a quote from Sienna Miller's character later on in the trailer. Yeah, not, being a policeman, I'm not sure how legal that is, though. That's one of the things. <laughs> it got me. He's a man that kills cop killers. Mm. She's not be arrested. <laughs> Well, they shot in all these extreme measures yeah, is the I name suppose. of the game in this yeah, one, yeah. I think, you know. So, um, so yeah, so we've got this uh, scenario open up where there's a robbery, eight policemen are killed. It's the worst crime in terms of policemen murdered for 18 years, mm. we hear in the narrative. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a biggie. Chadwick Boseman's character is on the, on the hunt for these guys, and it seems to me that there's a little bit more to these fellas than mm. meets the eye. This isn't just any old robbery. Yeah, you know, I mean, when you've got that, uh, the narration over the crime scene as the the police are inspecting where the, the cops have been murdered, and we hear him say, um, "This automatic weapons, two shooters. These guys have training." Yeah, they're so professionals. Yeah, so there's way more to these guys than meets the eye. So, initially, cat and mouse game, hunting and the hunted, cop baddies. Yeah, pretty straightforward, isn't it? Really. Yeah. So, like we said, the result of that is that they shut Manhattan down. No bridges are open. Subways are shut down. The rivers are locked down. Mm. Anything to stop these guys escaping because, as we see in the trailer, they've got three to four hours before these boys disappear. Yeah. So we've got a time frame all of a sudden in the film. So we know now that this action is going to be kind of almost in real time. Yeah. And it's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be fast. Mm. It's going to be heavy action. Lots of shooting, lots of shouting, yeah. loads of guns, <laughs> loads of running, loads of chasing, mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd say, is it a bit unrealistic? That's what I was thinking. There's is a lot to do in there to close all those things down. Especially in three to four hours. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't, I'm not an expert on the funding of emergency services, etc., etc. But I can imagine that there's this sort of never-ending pot of money to go get all everyone yeah. on its stat <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. why because this fella said so he's yeah. just a detective <laughs> but he, he's the guy who gets cop killers but he's a detective just give him all the money yeah. shut everything down do as he says you know so it seems a bit far-fetched to me in in mm. in that respect but i like the fact that even though it's quite basic in terms of plot and it is what i would call personally now there's a lot of people who might disagree on what this is but high concept filmmaking so it's a high what you call a high concept film where the idea is, and the premise is the is the hook yeah you know you have the look the hook and the book as they say with a high concept you've got the look of the film which is you know um, exactly what it says the hook which is the premise of it all and then the book which is all the kind of usually with high concept it's things what they sell to go with the film but this yeah. doesn't really account for this one but it's high concept simple idea 
And you could explain it in a sentence, but it's then about the execution. And usually with high concept, plot uh, and, no, sorry, not plot, character, cinematography, all that kind of thing takes a bit of a backseat. But I don't think it does in this no. one as such. But um, but I would I would turn this as high concept. Um, so having said that, there are little plot strands that we revealed in the trailer that I think are quite interesting. Obviously, we're going to have who are the killers. Mm. Like obviously, like we said, there's more to them than meets the eye. Then you've got the sort of the byproducts of shutting everything down. You've got um, a character in there who talks about who's again he's another one who's got more to meets the eye. He says about the there's going to be problems with the stock market. Mm. Millions are going to be lost because if no one can get into Manhattan, no one can get to work. Yeah. No one can get to the stock exchange and all that kind of stuff. So you've got all these different little strands going on that I think are quite interesting. Mm. I'd also say, going back to the killers who are being hunted, is this one of them seems to have a conscience. One of them seems like he's got a bit more going on than yeah. the other. Now, we also see at one point where we think it's his hand, he's got the name of Chadwick Boseman's character, Andre Davis, yeah. on his phone. Mm. So how are they connected? So there's little, and also just on that point, uh, near the end in the sort of train chase scene where the Chadwick Boseman and Stefan James's character yeah. are sort of faced off from each other. We hear in voiceover, um, uh, leaving his mind or something along those lines, as if to say, like, he doesn't want them cops to shoot at him because yeah, yeah. maybe he knows him. That's what it seems like to me, <laughs> so... So I don't know, director on this, a gentleman called Brian Kirk, an Irishman. Uh, now, he's not done a huge amount in terms of features. Yeah. His sort of his first feature and his only real feature, I suppose, was Middletown in 2006. And he's done a lot of TV. He's done Murphy's Law. He's done The Tudors. He's done some Game of Thrones. He's done Boardwalk Empire. He's done Dexter. Yeah. So he's, he's heavy on the TV side of things. So I think, um, I don't know whether he's going to have a style yet to put to this and yeah. I'll get to that but um, I'm intrigued by it yeah I think it's very interesting it's produced by Anthony and Joe Russo who we'll know from sort of the Marvel Cinematic Universe they the two guys along with Feige who are responsible for Infinity War Endgame Captain America Civil War you know so a number of films before that they only had only done sort of Welcome to Collingwood yeah New Me and Dupree so they're even Yes, they've done these massive superhero films, but I wouldn't say they're full of gravitas in terms of, you know, for what they've directed. Yeah. Would you? No, and I know, like, the superhero world is kind of fast-paced and stuff like this, mm. but this is, like, a cop film, and it doesn't, mm. they've not really seemed to have done anything like that. No, so no. So it will be interesting to see what, how they've kind of played their part in this film. Yeah, I, I'm not sure they've done that much, yeah. personally. I don't, I'm not sure what their stamp on it's going to be mm. other than getting... Chadwick Boseman on board yeah. and that kind of thing, you know. But 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 that remains to be seen. Um, I'll get onto the style of things when we get to cinematography. But yeah. um, but I think overall, in terms of a score, I'd probably give it. I'd probably give it an eight. Right. Okay. An eight, because even though I'm not sure how it's going to play out, I think there's a lot of interesting plot strands that are going to be yeah. revealed. I still think. They show too much in the trailer. Mm, there is a lot in there. I still think they show too much in the trailer, but I say that pretty much every week. Yeah. But I think um, there's enough not revealed yeah. to keep this interesting. Because, like you say, we've still got these who are they questions, mm. what's going on, stock market, blah, blah, blah. We've still got these questions that haven't been answered by the trailer, which is probably quite rare these days. Yeah. So I think, yeah, overall, I give it an eight. Interesting plot. An, an original idea. Yeah. 
kind of. I mean, we've we've had similar things, but uh, but nothing exactly like this. So um, so yeah, an eight from me. What do you think? Agree? Yeah, I do agree. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next category, which is the poster and the marketing. Okay, so now we're gonna have a look at the poster and the marketing campaign. Now this is any materials that have been put together to go along with the trailer to make you wanna go and watch the film. So, what's the poster for 21 Bridges like? The poster for 21 Bridges, well, I think this is gonna be one of those weeks, mm. isn't it? Now some weeks we've got some amazing pieces of design that are really interesting. I mean, if I was to think of a poster that interested me fairly recently be glass yeah with the different color schemes and all that kind of stuff but this one for 21 bridges i think it's pretty boring mm. really it's heavily reliant on its lead chadwick boseman you know the success of black panther and and the avengers films has sort of skyrocketed yeah. him and i think he is a he's a great actor i think you know i wouldn't say he's great yet sorry wrong sort of uh, pre-modification to use but i think you know he's He's very good, mm. you know, and and a lot of people know him. He's all I say. What he is is becoming iconic, yeah. For you know, uh, for 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 black cinema in general, and and in terms of sort of the success of Black Panther, like you say, a very very for me important film yeah. that needed to be made. You know, you think about um, all these kids in the black communities and whatnot growing up, uh, not having a superhero to really sort of. Yeah relate to and look up to and all that kind of thing and then that all changed with Black Panther and I think it's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. So and he's so he's become a sort of like a torchbearer almost mm. I think for for that and I think that's that's wonderful. You know, it can only be a good thing. So a very important film, Black Pan Black Panther. Uh, so back to the poster. I'm always digressing, aren't I? Back <laughs> to the poster. Um you've got Chadwick Boseman Walking towards the camera, seemingly. He's got his badge, so clearly he's a cop. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a gun in his hand. He means business. We can see, you know, this is the man. He's the man right now. And the tagline sort of confirms that. And with it says, uh, the only way out is through him. Mm. So, you know, it tells you all you kind of need. So it doesn't really tell you much about the film. No. Really, it just tells you that Chadwick Boseman, he's a man. That's that's all it really says. I mean, whether it needs to say any more than that for yeah. for the majority of people, probably not. But um, as we look at the poster, and I'll do what I always do. I'll talk about as the eye travels. Like I said, we got Chadwick Boseman. We move down, and then we get to um, the uh, his his name. After we've seen the, the tagline, and all that, we get his name, and then we've got underneath produced by Anthony and Joe Russo. Yeah. So we got the again same as the trailer, heavy. Uh, weight placed on the Russo brothers mm. being involved in this one. What the length of their involvement is, no idea. But um, heavy again, heavy, uh, heavy weight being placed on it. Uh, you know, before the directors even and things like that. So that always says to me, they're not, they're not confident. Yeah, that couple with moving it from going up against the Joker as well. It's like yeah, for sure, mm. they're not confident, and it's a bit. Um, I know you have to dig for that information. Yeah, yeah. But even so, it's uh, it smacks of. Uh, we're not sure about this ourselves kind of thing, yeah. which sort of puts me off a little bit. But uh, after, after that, we've then got the 21 Bridges logo, which is done in a style um, where you can see the Brooklyn Bridge through it. We call it a, a track mat, yeah. if you want to call it that, in the, in the trade, so to speak. And it's got the, what that basically means is you've got the 
text bold typography the 21 bridges and then the uh, Brooklyn Bridge in the background and some of the skyline of Manhattan etc sort of giving us a, a time and a place yeah. not a time a, a location for where this action is taking place um, I quite like that because they could have just gone with yeah. the, the text yeah. couldn't they 21 bridges at least they've put in a little bit of yeah, time into the, into the design <laughs> it's like three clicks yeah, but... in the software but <laughs> whatever but, uh, but yeah it does look quite good and it's effective yeah it's effective. I mean, it just shows the one bridge, mm. but um, you know how could you even get twenty-one bridges in it? I don't know. I'm probably being really picky there, but uh, but yeah, it is a bit more interesting than normal yeah. fontage, yeah. isn't it? You know, so so far, so plain, really. Mm. And then underneath that, we've got um, story by Adam Mervis, and then screenplay by Adam Mervis and Matthew Michael Carnahan, and it's like, and then directed by yeah. uh, Brian Kirk, and it's a bit. It's a pet peeve for me at the moment, that mm. story by... It's like, we've seen it on quite a few recent mm. posters. And I'm like, I'm not taking anything away from the screenwriters, but it's like, why is it on there? But, they, but the thing is, when you say that, they've not really done much anyway. Exactly, that's my point. Especially Mervis. I mean, Adam Mervis hasn't done much. It's yeah. like his fourth... fourth uh, fe- not even his fourth feature. Yeah. his fourth thing as a writer. Yeah. Uh, and um, Matthew Michael Carnahan... And yes, he's done a few things like World War Z, uh, The Kingdom, etc., stuff like that. So he's he's got some good stuff under his belt. Yeah. But even so, is that worthy of being on the poster? It's not like he's a household name. Exactly, yeah. And it's a lot of, you know, you're talking real estate here. You're talking mm. poster real estate. Yeah. That, you know, you're sort of, I hate to say the word, wasting on unknown names. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, we've got an Oscar winner in this cast. Yeah. You know, which we'll get to. We've got some sizable names. Yeah. So why they didn't put them, I, I, I don't know. But having said that, there seems to be a bit of secrecy around the names and things like that mm. and the people in it. I mean, some of the characters aren't listed with names yeah. on IMDb, etc. So I think overall, score-wise, six. Yeah. To me, it's just like a cool GQ cover or something like that. Yeah. He looks pretty yeah. good. He looks yeah. slick in his outfit. I mean, I don't think detectives really look like that because he looks too preen. <laughs> but I mean, you've got to showcase your lead, haven't you? So, yeah, yeah no, that's fine. You've got to show Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. It's boring, it's a six. It's just slightly better with, like you say, with the use of the typography and the, the track yeah. map and that kind of thing. It makes it a bit more interesting. It makes it slightly better than the middle of the road. Yeah. But, yeah, you've got to show Chadwick Boseman. But, what, yeah, yeah. but that's about it. Six. Yeah. Tell me about the poster for Frozen Gap. Right. Here we go. Here we go. I am not frozen. I am warmed up ready. <laughs> Let's do it. Very boring. <laughs> and I'm kind of reaching a little bit. You've got the two main characters yeah. stood in the enchanted wood. The winds in their hair. The, the trees dwarf the main character. So is that saying their quest is going to be far reaching? They're going to be a small element in this mm. big kind of world that they're trying yeah. to um, look after their kingdom. Yeah. They're, they're only two people. Can they come up against the might of this, whatever's kind of endangering their kingdom? You were reaching, weren't you? We've got the, well, <laughs> I've not finished yet. We've got the red leaves on the floor. Red obviously spells danger. danger. The quest that they're on oh. spells danger. Oh my God. Yeah? I'm worried for You're them. buying into this. Oh, mate. <laughs> that's all I've got. <laughs> well, I do like, they've obviously, they've gone bold. They've not got any lame taglines. Yeah. They've not got any silly Frozen yeah. 2 Elsa's powers, as you said. Yeah. This is Disney's Frozen 2. That's all you need, isn't it? Let's crack on with it. <laughs> Elsa and Anna 
Anna. Anna. Elsa and Anna. Uh, what more do you need? It's, it, the fact that I think all that's needed with this, and in terms of you know, talking about marketing and things like that, I mean, there's a couple of other posters in there that they've yeah, done, yeah. and one of them hints at a new little funky little lizardy creature looking thing, yeah, yeah. which is. You, when you see it on the poster, it's going to sell like a billion yeah, soft yeah. toys at Christmas. <laughs> so all the, you know, the marketing for these ones, they're in full effect, aren't they? Like yeah. ages beforehand. Yeah. Because the toys start coming out, the adverts start leaking for toys before you even kind of get to the film being released. Exactly. Sometimes, yeah. and sometimes spo- having spoilers. It does, yeah. So what are you going to give it as a score? I've gone five. I've not really seen that much marketing around it other than those mm. like little things, but they're kind of merchandising. So I, I don't, have them as marketing for the film. That's just a okay. bit of a, a yeah. money spinner. Yeah. The design's yeah. fine. I mean, I'm going straight down the middle with a five. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Should we move on to the next category? Let's do it. What is it again? It's cast and characters. In this category, we're going to take a look at the acting talent on display and the characters they play. Now, guys... What can you tell me about Frozen 2? Well, we've obviously got the returning cast. They're back. The originals. and No one's been knocked off. No one's been killed off. They're all back. So we've got uh, Adina Menzel. She plays Elsa, kind of the the main character in this. She's the one with all the powers. We're going to go back and kind of see exactly where, hopefully, where she got these powers from. Mm. How can she kind of control them? Because that's one thing. Towards the end, she was getting a little bit more of a control over them. Yeah. But it seems like they, they may be growing a little bit stronger. There may be yeah. things in and about that's going to affect that. And she obviously had, she's got a background in Glee. I think that was her big kind of break before Frozen. And that's where you kind of get the, the singing background. Right. And a couple of guys, so Christoph Groff, um, no, Jonathan <laughs> Groff, who plays Christoph, yeah. he was also in Glee. Yeah. So that was his background. And uh, he, he's in Mindhunter as well. You're getting into that, aren't you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Can I interject there? Of course you can, yeah. Oh my God. Mindhunter is incredible. Yeah. One of the most well-shot things I've ever seen on TV. And I'm I'm putting it second only to Band of Brothers. For really? Me, ever. Wow. And that's what I mean by that is that I've seen on TV. Band of Brothers is number one. Mindhunter. I'm only six episodes roughly in or something like that in the first series. But oh, good God. Yeah. It's fantastic. And he's brilliant in it. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. So I, I watched... Frozen 2 based off just seeing him in Mindhunter because <laughs> oh, it's class yeah. to use a North Whalian term it's <laughs> absolute class yeah so and yeah. I think he's got a, a bright future in front of him oh yeah yeah. Um, you've got Kristen Bell which I think is probably the, the biggest name uh, attached to this yeah. she's been in so many things a lot of stuff on TV like Veronica Mars Gossip yeah. Girl he did Bad Moms or yeah. Mums if it was set over here <laughs> I'm forgetting Sarah Marshall. She was Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And so the other chap is uh, Josh Gad, and he plays Olaf again. He's got a bit of a singing voice on yeah. him. If, uh, yeah. if if you've heard him, he's been in a fair amount now. Uh, the, the last singing kind of thing he was in was um, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Obviously, Luke Evans, one of our favourites. Love you, Luke. <laughs> uh, he's been on Murder on the Orient Express and Pixels with Adam yeah. Sandler, one of my favourites. I, I quite like Pixels. Yeah, it was alright. Not Pixels isn't one of your favourites. You're being sarcastic about Sandler, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like Adam Sandler. I don't know why. Uh, but so yeah, that's the returning cast. They're they're back definitely. Mm. Now, all the other new people have been kept quite guarded. 
So I'm not really going to talk too much about them because I don't know myself yeah. what roles are going to play. Yeah. Uh, they've been assigned names if you go on like IMDb and see the, the cast list. Yeah. But I can't really score them that much because no. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if they've got big big parts or if they've got bit parts. Mm. So I've who's, got, who's the new, the main new one then? Well, it's, it's hard to say on how they're going to be. So yeah. it's hard to actually give these new people a score. Mm. Because even in the trailer, you're not really seeing too much. No. So I, I don't know if that's intriguing or or not. Bit of mystery. Yeah. So, I, and I found it hard to score this one this mm. week, this category, because obviously the, the people who are coming back, we've seen them, but yeah, we know what their characters are going to be. Hopefully they're going to get a little bit of uh, character development, but I'm not mm. entirely sure. So I went with a six. I didn't know. I, I, I found it hard. Six. I, I would have give. I would have said a seven. Yeah. For Mindhunter alone, Holden yeah. Ford from yeah. Mindhunter is in it. Seven for me. Right. Okay. Well, he's he's fixed me score up, and uh, he's a little bit of a fixer up, uh, but he's got a couple of bugs. His inspiration is confirmation of his desperation for human hugs. He's a bit of a fixer upper, but this I'm certain of. He can fix this fixer upper with a little bit of love. Okay, so the casting characters for 21 Bridges after that strange musical interlude. It's a musical. It is a musical. You did your best. <laughs> anyway, so first off, we've got Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther. Yeah. An icon for me of superheroes. Yeah. Uh, probably not the best superhero film, I wouldn't say. It's got a decent story and whatnot, but for me, it's the most important superhero film, as we said earlier. Um, I would like to mention his role as Jackie Robinson in yeah. the film 42, in which he's brilliant. He plays Jackie Robinson. Now, if you're not, you're not sure who Jackie Robinson is, he's the first African-American to play Major League Baseball, and he's a complete game-changer mm. and, and a total cultural hero um, across all sport, I would say. Mm. Um, you know, his involvement in Major League Baseball, in which he was met with racial hatred, violence, mm. amongst other things. You know, thank, Thankfully, we don't, in most ways live in that world now but um, he met all those things he met all that adversity with a non-violent attitude yeah. with dignity and, and Bozeman plays him perfect he plays him perfectly in that in that way and um, he just he just gives him this air of kind of confidence but but there's no no cheesiness about yeah. it you know you, th there could be a tendency with that kind of such a cultural icon to really ramp up the what a hero blah blah yeah. blah but it's just not done like that and he plays him really well and and you know Jackie Robinson he's what can you say about him it would be flippant of me to think I could <laughs> conde condense it into a couple of seconds of talking on here but um, he changed the game exactly yeah you know and a massive contributor to the sort of civil rights movement so so yeah so Chadwick Boseman he's awesome looking forward to him in this yeah and he also played um, James Brown didn't he he did in Get On Up <laughs> You're right, James Brown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, just me. But yeah, I mean, it's, he's another black icon, isn't he? And he, yeah. he's undertaken those two yeah. biopics really, really well. Yeah, yeah, he's so he's great. Mm. You know, uh, we've got um, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, an Oscar winner. So a bit of gravitas there. Yeah. 2014, he won the Oscar for Whiplash for an actor in a supporting role in his for his portrayal of Terence Fletcher, sort of highly strung jazz instructor. And he's good in it, really. You good, know, yeah. really good. 
he plays that role really well. Yeah. Um, he's probably most known for being J. Jonah Jameson in the uh, Spider-Man films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you're, you like the earlier ones, don't you? Uh, yeah, like the no, Sam Raimi one. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. in those ones. And but they brought him back, haven't they? For yes. the, the yeah, kind yes, of crossover. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, so he's really good. My favourite film of his is Juno mm. um, in 2007. Uh, stars Ellen Page as a, a young girl who gets who gets pregnant and but gives the baby up for adoption, etc., etc. And he plays her dad, yeah. Mac McGuff. And he's really good. And I prefer him in that kind of role, to be honest. He's light-hearted. He's, he has a lot of... Uh, Comic relief, almost in the mm. film. Uh, so and, he, and he's and he's very good. So I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a big stretch for him in this. Looking at the trailer, mm. you know, cranky looking police chief. <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, then we've got uh, one of the the killers is Stefan James. Uh, looking forward to this seeing this kid. Yeah. Move, move up in his career. Um, he's in If Beale Street Could Talk. He's very very good in that. Uh, he's also played an icon of, of uh, African-American culture mm. in Jesse Owens in the yeah. film Race. Now, I've not seen it yet, but it looks really good. Mm. I think it's got Jason Sudeikis and he plays kind of his coach. Yeah. It looks like it's shot really well. Mm. And uh, I, I want to watch that. It's on my list. Um, and, and, and what I have seen him in, he's been really, really good. And he's a good-looking guy. He's young. And I want to see him in a bigger role. Yeah. I think he's ready for that step now to sort of, maybe not lead in a film, maybe not the anchor of a film, but a co-lead or something like that, something with a bit of meat. Yeah. Because um, he seems to... I mean, when you look at this trailer, the role he's playing here, he's playing a killer, a cop killer. But the way he plays it, even just in the trailer, and he's the one where we're thinking, has he got a conscience? Yeah. He's the one who... Why is, how is he connected to Andre Davis? How is he connected to this character? And it's because we almost feel a sympathy for him. Because mm. his face acting, his emotional acting with just his physog, yeah. <laughs> is amazing. His physiognomy. That is for the uh, <laughs> less uh, Welsh slang. Or, but anyway, but his his face acting is really really good, and um, he almost garners a bit of sympathy in the trailer. And yeah. we shouldn't have any sympathy for him. He's a cop killer. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how he develops in this film. Uh, the other killer is Taylor Kitsch. Um, he's mainly known for Friday Night Lights, and again, a really solid, yeah, solid actor. Uh, my he's he's Gambit yeah. in the X Men Origins Wolverine film. Uh, but my favourite thing I've seen him in is Lone Survivor. Yeah. Uh, it's a good film, isn't it? Really good. With Mark Wahlberg, and he plays Michael Murphy. It's a true story mm. of uh, an elite Navy SEAL unit who are deployed into Afghanistan, into the mountains, to do a bit of recon on a Taliban leader. Mm. A mission goes awry, and they end up uh, basically being pursued by yeah. the Taliban through the through the mountains. And there's a scene in it where they jump down this ravine, oh, and oh yeah. my word, they're smashing into rocks. Oh. And it's been the sound editing is incredible. Like you hear every bone crack, the makeup. Mm. It's oh, it's so good. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Lone Survivor, watch it. Don't be put off by. I know people are some some people put off by Mark Wahlberg mm. lately. Don't know why, but um, have a look at it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Sienna Miller, um, a British. Actress, she was born in America, I think. Sienna Miller, but, think, yeah, but yeah. raised in the UK, and um, she's really grown on me mm. the last few years. Initially, I thought she was a bit typecast as a sort of it girl yeah. kind of character. She made a breakthrough in Layer Cake in two thousand and four, and then she was in um, Alfie, sort of yeah, straight yeah. after, wasn't she? Yeah. Playing quite similar characters. I can't, yeah, I can't quite remember, but um, it changed for me when I saw her in American Sniper. Another uh, great Clint, film, yeah. yeah, Clint Eastwood film. 
uh, and she plays uh, Taya Kyle opposite Bradley Cooper mm. who plays Chris Kyle the American sniper in question and the way she sort of I mean I didn't think she'd be able to play that sort of put upon sort of housewife role yeah. as well as she did and I thought she was really mm. really good in it and really surprised me and, and I, I sort of underestimated her I think to that point mm. and, um, and she changed my changed my whole um, whole view on her to be honest with you with that role We've got Keith David. Oh, yeah, great. If you don't know him by name, just Google it and you'll know his face. He's yeah. in everything. Yeah. Keith David. He's been going for years. I mean, from Platoon to The Thing to They Live. I mean, They Live. Yeah. One of the best fight scenes ever with Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hilarious. It's about five, six minutes long, this mm. fight scene. Uh, but I've checked that out if you haven't seen it. He's in Armageddon. He's in Co- Agent Cody Banks. Mm. He's, he's, he's done everything. You know, he's done everything. Uh, so, I don't, again, like J.K. Simmons, I don't think it's going to be a stretch for him in this one. Uh, but uh, I'm interested to see what his character is. I don't think it's going to be much removed from his normal. Yeah. But uh, I haven't said that. Uh, and then the, the final person I'll mention is uh, Alexandra Siddig, I think it's pronounced. Uh, and I want to mention him. You know, he plays in the trailer, he plays the guy who's talking about Wall Street and yeah. billions being lost, etc. Uh, he's in a, quite a lot of Again, he's a character actor with a face you'll recognise. He's in Vertical Limit, things like that. From never a lead, never mm. a main character, but he's in The Spy. Yeah, it's on Netflix at the minute with Sasha Baron Cohen, and he's and it's really good. Mm. He's only got a small part in it, so I don't want to say he's fantastic in it. But he's good at what he does. Yeah, but but Sasha Baron Cohen is fantastic in it, and it's really really worth a watch. So much like me harping on about Mindhunter, The Spy also gets a recommendation. Yeah. So check it out. So that's my cast. Good. And in terms of a score, I'd probably give it. I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah. I think a fair seven. I mean, you know, we've got some great talent in there. Chadwick yeah. Boseman is going to be the main yeah. focus, isn't he? And I think the killers as well. I think Stephen James Taylor Kitsch yeah. are going to have a lot to do. The the, the rest of them, J.K. Simmons, etc. I don't think they're going to have much no. to do really. So. Um, on the cast, it's a seven, and then the characters are kind of—they don't really ramp it up anymore. Yeah, you know. So, um, so yeah, solid seven for me. Okay, nice. We move on to the next category. We'll move on to the next category, which is a bit of a favourite of ours, usually, isn't it? Yeah, it's cinematography. Yeah, so category four is cinematography, and this is really where we discuss how the film looks, the feel of it, and it includes things such as framing, special effects, all those good, sexy, creative stuff. All the stuff that's in the eyeballs. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah? Let's do this. <laughs> it's erotic. Like a, it's a family show. <laughs> yeah, so looking at the cinematography for 21 Bridges. Now, cinematographer on this, working alongside director, is a gentleman called Paul Cameron. Yeah. And uh, if you look at his CV, it's full of this kind of mm, film, yeah. action, thriller, you know, kind of thing. He's got a varied CV, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a typecast, so to speak, but he's this, that's the kind of thing he's known for. He's done some music videos with Kelly Rowland and Alicia Keys, and he's done some stuff with Budweiser, but mainly his, his bread and butter is this kind of film. So, um, you know, if you looked at the script, say, for example, for 21 Bridges, and you thought, right, what kind of... 
who are we going to have to sort of, who's the cinematographer, what kind of look are we going for here? Yeah. He'd be the one you'd pick yeah. based on his CV, you know what I mean? So it's that kind of vibe going on. Um, he's done films such as um, Collateral, yeah, Deja Vu, Gone in 60 Seconds was his first sort of main feature. Yeah. He followed that with Swordfish, that was in 2001 with Swordfish, Gone in 60 Seconds in 2000. Uh, he's done Man on Fire mm. uh, with Denzel, or Denzel, I was calling Denzel. Denzel. <laughs> Denzel. Like on Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. I, go, I go the Only Fools and Horses, Denzel. Uh, uh, Deja Vu also with uh, with Denzel. Uh, he did the Total Recall remake. Yeah. I did a film called The Commuter yeah. with Liam Neeson. He's also done Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Men Tell No Tales. I don't know what number it is. Five. Yeah, loads of titles. I don't know. It's called yeah. Salazar's Revenge or something in America. Anyway. But yeah, so he's done a fair bit of stuff, this guy. He loves a train scene. Loves it. I've noticed. He's he a got, train man. He got one in this. He got collateral, no spoilers, the train scene at the end. Yeah, class. It is a spoiler. I don't know why I said no spoilers. <laughs> but you got that. You got the commuter, which is one big long train yeah, scene. Yeah. Jay scene. So loves a train scene, this fella. Has he ever been involved in Thomas the Tank Engine? I don't know. I bet he had a really good uh, Joe's wooden train set as well. Oh, I imagine. I bet he had one of those. Imagine. I bet it was miniatures <laughs> swooping in with the cameras and yeah. everything. It was like being at Weta. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So, he's known for this kind of film in that genre. Uh, when we look at this one, we've got that timeline we talked about. That's mm. all our time limits, I guess. Yeah. You've got a night shoot, essentially. It happens in the evening. You've got three to four hours. It's going to be in sort of semi-real time. Yeah. So, it's all at night. Um He's got previous of that with Collateral, yeah. which is all again all at night pretty much, and it's a fantastic film directed by Michael Mann, starring your mate Tom yeah, Cruise and Jamie Fox. And it's one of my favourite roles of Tom Cruise's actually because yeah. he's so against his normal type, isn't he? First baddie, I think yeah. he played. Yeah, he was, and he was good at it. Yeah, and his hair. Oh his yeah, silver pla- silver platinum mm. hair. He looks awesome, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he's really good in it. And Jamie Fox plays this sort of. Cabbie, you get strung along for the ride with Tom Cruise's uh, Hitman. Yeah. And it's a brilliant film. Michael Mann is the man yeah, for that really kind good. of stuff. You know, he's fantastic. Uh, so he's worked with Michael Mann. Uh, I mentioned Man on Fire and Deja Vu alongside Tony Scott. Mm. Again, another big action director. So, you know, he's got the chops for this, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a, I don't know if it's a wise choice. It seems like a safe choice to me on the director's part because obviously the he's... Like we said earlier, is, um, Brian Kirk. I said Brian Kirk, Brian yeah. Kirk. Uh, the name slipped my mind for some reason. Mm-hmm. Then Brian Kirk's kind of like we said, he's not got a massive amount of feature film experience. And when you look at this kind of film, you look what it is. Maybe he has thought, "I'll get someone who's known for this kind yeah, of thing, yeah. and, and I'll play the safe option." And that's kind of how it seems to me. That it seems like a classic action type uh, thriller. Yeah. So it's not without style. But is it? It seems like it's without any original style to me. Mm. I, th- I see a lot of influences of, like I said, Michael Mann, Tony Scott. I see. I think you get some John McTiernan in there from the Die Hard. Yeah. I think you get a, what I would call Michael Bay light type mm. shots, where you've got the, the sweeping sort of helicopter style aerial shots of the city night lights yeah. and all this, and then the police moving on mass. It seems very bad boysy to me. Yeah. You know that kind of Bruckheimer. He's worked with Brooke Hammer on Pirates of the Caribbean, mm. the cinematographer, Paul Cameron, so maybe there is an influence there. So I don't think there's much original style going on for me. And 
that disappoints me a little bit. Mm. A little bit. And I think that's to do, again, like I said about the high concept thing as well, is that there's a certain expectation with a high concept action film. And it's sort of... Speaking of the high concept thing, the, the beginning for me, it seemed, you know, where you're talking about the dad being killed and, yeah. and then you've got that... A nice, it's quite a nice shot of, of, of Andre Davis looking out over the city like it's his white whale almost, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's a bit shoehorned mm. for me. And then you get that with high concept. You don't get massive character developments and things like that because the characters are sort of second fiddle to the premise. Yeah, yeah. If anything. So, I don't know. It lacks a bit of originality. It seems like it's a bit safe for me. In terms of grading, it looks nice. I think the grade is really nice. But as I always say, everything's kind of looked yeah, shot well be. these days, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Um I like the lighting. I think there's some Fincher influences in the murder scenes with mm. certain lighting, like a bit like Seven. Yeah, I, I think you get a bit of that. Um, as it's at night, most of the light is artificial mm. in, 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 in the scenarios and scenes that these actors are playing out in. But I think it's too well lit right. in some ways. Like you look at a lot of the action, I mean, you can see every detail of like the killers mm. and stuff like that when they're when they're at the back of the car and all this kind of thing. It's just too well lit. Right, yeah. I think I'd like a bit more shade, a bit more darkness mm. for me to just to make it a bit a bit grittier and not kind of so glossy. But again, it's it's a high concept action film for me. Yeah. So, so in terms of a score, I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd yeah. agree. With you. I do really like that shot where. Um, at the funeral, his dad's funeral, is that aerial shot yeah, when that, the coffin comes out. I like all of the salutes. the salute. Yeah, I thought mm. that was really well done. Yeah, that is a nice shot. Yeah, it is a nice shot. Really well composed, and and there's a lot of a lot of moving cameras in this. Mm. Cameras moving a lot. It's not done kind of like a, you know the, the western style where you get a lot of static wides or anything like that. Yeah. There's a lot of moving cameras in this, and that's why I sort of that Michael Bay look to me kind yeah. of comes in a lot sweeping cameras a lot of this and, and it, again it looks good mm. but is it original yeah how original can you be given the plot yeah I don't know but um, but yeah I think a solid seven okay so what would you say about the cinematography for Frozen 2 yeah so I mean Frozen 2 again it's it's one where we've not done a review on an animated trailer yet and, but we have referenced it in terms of these worlds that you can create now in the computer. Yeah. I mean, there is no cinematographer, there's no director of photography. Yeah. However, there's a, a massive team of animators and yeah. illustrators, and they'll be taking their lead from the creative team, the directors yeah. and the writers. And it's so sophisticated now, they can yeah. kind of do anything. Yeah. But what I like with this one, I found previously on some animated films recently where They've got so many tools at their disposal. They can do anything. There's no limits. So they just chuck everything at it. Yeah. They don't really follow a theme. But I think Frozen 2 does. Yeah. And it looks epic. Yeah. I mean, it's so cinematic. And going back to what we've had in recent news with Scorsese saying that Marvel is in cinema. I wonder what he, what does he say about animated films? I'm not sure he has I mean, commented on it. You have such a collaboration involved that every detail, every pixel is poured over by a team of people. Yeah. I mean, like I said, for me, it's the essence of cinematography almost because you're picking every single thing that's in the frame. Nothing is an accident. Yeah, exactly. Not one thing is accidental. And uh, I think this looks fantastic. Mm. It's so... The, the opening shot where she's running up the waves and stuff, it's yeah. so cinematic. And the wave effects now, 
when you're talking about visual effects and animation now, uh, the fluid effects that they're able to achieve these days, i.e. The, the way water looks, that kind of thing, it's photorealistic mm. now. Same with hair. Yeah. And I know um, Pixar, I don't, I, I'm assuming they would have used it on this. They have their own sort of in-house software that they develop with a company called Autodesk who make uh, 3D software that most character-based things are made in, uh, Autodesk Maya. Uh, I know that they, they've made a software called Presto. You can't buy it. It's, it's, yeah. it's Pixar's own and they developed tools for this film, um, one called Swoop, yeah. which I think is part of Maya, or that part of their version of Maya, and it's a real-time wind effect, so they can pre-visualize things with real-time wind effects and how it's going to interact with the characters and all this kind of thing. It's, it's so incredible. Yeah, I mean the amount of well, one money involved and the amount of technical skill. Yeah. is off the charts with these films. Off yeah. the charts. Well, it's a funny little thing because. They created like the model for the, each character, but they had to redo the Elsa one because in the first film she always wore shoes, <laughs> and in this one they had to put in feet because they, they were never seen <laughs> on the first film. <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably a quick thing yeah. to do, but um, yeah. So talking about some of the set pieces, like you say, yeah. that that first opening mm. scene is so, and the way that they put the music to it as well oh. is unbelievable. And then um, so she yeah, kind of creates like a nice yeah. ramp or something. I, I'm not sure. What that's for, we know from the first yeah. one, her parents died in like uh, when the, mm. the ship capsized. Mm. So I don't know if she's trying to seek some information about Maybe. what's happened to them. Are they actually really yeah. dead? There's a lot of kind of conspiracy theories that they're not dead <laughs> and that they're somewhere else. And the but the ship um, that went to the bottom of the the yeah. ocean, that's where the Little Mermaid. So that's where Ariel goes into. It um, kind of links in. Some people believe. I tell you what, one one sentence I wasn't expecting with Frozen Two is conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. So wow! There you go. Is how they kind of intermingle, but and then you I want to get this film now so I can go and read up on conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theories about Frozen Two. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and then you've got, then you got when they're actually in the enchanted wood, mm. and they got that that fire, which I'm not entirely sure if that's real or if that's an illusion. Yeah. Kind of dances around us, and it yeah. but it just looks unbelievable. Yeah. And then towards the end, they kind of go into these big monolith type um, stones. I'm not entirely yeah. sure what those are. I don't know if there's. Some people are saying that that they're all four elements, so she's ice, okay. but there's three others. Ah, so, okay. but and then they kind of at the end they get engulfed in that mist as well, isn't yeah. it? And I like you you mentioned uh, previously that it is for a mature a maturing yeah. audience, so yeah. there are some darker tones in there. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's three D as well. Yeah, you can see this in three D, which I think is an important thing to mention. I mean, when you look at modern animation now, the depth in terms of mm. you know focal length and that kind of thing depth of field and all these things that they're able to to do yeah i mean they're not flat images anymore yeah this isn't flat 2d animation this kind of these are real worlds that they're existing in almost and i think it's so it's so impressive yeah it's so impressive and and like i said you even though it's animation it's you still have to compose all the shots exactly you yeah. still have to get everything blocked mm. and and frame everything as you see fit, I suppose. I mean, it's obviously framing isn't, and composition is a entirely objective thing, isn't it? But yeah. um, I'm so impressed with it. Yeah. In the way it looks, in the way it sort of made me think, I want to watch this. Yeah. Which is all the trailers supposed to do, right? Exactly. And it really made me think, this looks good. Yeah. This is dark. This isn't like the first one. There's, I was just so interested. Mm. Yeah. And now I know there's a conspiracy theory. 
I'm going to be on that. I know you like, like a bit of that, don't you? Oh, <laughs> I tell you, I'd be like, I'll be on it like a dirty flannel yeah. after this. So, yeah, so I'll give you another little tidbit then. So, uh, Tangled was yeah. the one with Rapunzel. Mm. And if you go back to the first Frozen, you can see uh, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider when they open the gates for the ball in the oh, first okay. Frozen. There's one frame yeah. where people are like, that's this then too. They've come into this land oh, for yeah. another connection. Cinematic universe opening up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be more impressed now Disney owns everything. Oh, yeah. I'll be more impressed when, like, I don't know, Iron Man is in the ball. Yeah. Or, you know, Wolverine. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, there you go. Um, so I'm going for a score. score. I was going for a nine. I'm going big. I'm going, what more, can, what more do you want for it? Oh man, this is this is you've got me really flustered. Yeah. Because the purists will say what? Mm, I don't. Yeah. Nine, but I find it hard to argue. Yeah. Because, like I said, everything is a, a conscious choice. I know yeah. I harp on about it all the time, but everything is chosen. Every pixel. So cinematically, in terms of cinematography, nothing is accidental. Yeah. Everything is chosen. So maybe it does deserve a nine. That's what I've gone for. I'll give it you. Oh, yes. I'll give it you. Get I'll give it there. you. Go on. I'll give it you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Let's move on swiftly in case he changes his <laughs> mind to category five, which is sound and music. Okay. So in the sound and music category, as is probably obvious, we take a look at the sound and the music for the trailers. But that's a quite a simple explanation. But what we mean is sound design, any kind of whatever audio is coming into your lug holes at any point in time during the trailer. So, Ga, we got a musical. Tell me about it. So you'd expect some huge, epic songs in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you've not got that. You've We've had it tonight. That. We've had it here. Yes, we certainly thank, have. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> so... The composer for this is Christoph Beck. Yeah. He did the original. Right. They obviously brought him back. But like you say, in the trailer, there's not too much music in it. Mm. You obviously got kind of when Elsa, as we just discussed, pulls down a, a, an ice blast to get mm. a, a, a ramp over the waves. There's obviously some high strings representing her footsteps as it goes yeah. along. Now, what I do like, I think that the, the sound design has been made bespoke for the trailer. I think a lot of times we, we just they kind of just are put in and it's like this song's probably not going to be in the film mm. but I think what they've done is try to become really clever in what they have provided because you are expecting those big songs yeah. but they're not in there you have later on in the, the trailer you have got like the I think it's called Yudali which is the Frozen theme uh, I don't sing that but it's the, it's the one that everyone kind of knows <laughs> So it's hard for me to give this a score. It's a weird one, isn't it? It is very strange. Obviously, Let It Go won the Oscar for Best mm. uh, Original Song. Um, I have heard Kristen Bell on the Jimmy Fallon show mm. singing parts of one of the new songs, right, okay. Into the Unknown, and that is an epic, it sounds like. And you know that there's going to be some big songs in this. There's going to be yeah. some very catchy songs because yeah. that's what you get from these yeah. types of... I think it's quite brave. Yeah. But they decided to go, do you know what? Yes, it's a musical, but 
we're going to leave that as a surprise. Yeah. We're going to show you that this is maturing with the audience. Yeah. We're going to show you the darker edge to it. And then, you know, a bit of light and shade once you you see the full feature and you get the musical yeah. numbers. Uh, and it keeps you interested. Yeah, it does keep you interested. And like we're always saying, no, the trailers show too much, they show too much. This one doesn't, does it? Yeah, it doesn't. And it's annoying. Sorry to interrupt you there, <laughs> but <laughs> it's annoying that they're only realising that in animated features. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. annoying. Like, the, 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 they're not dumbing down for kids and mm. I like that they're not dumbing yeah. it down for kids they're saying like right well this is the trailer we're not going to just show you all the song and dance yeah yeah we're gonna show you the darkness yeah and you can get into it you know and so I just love that. yeah in terms of a score I'm I find it really hard because you, you we know what we're going to get so it's like a high score because it's going to be fantastic a fantastic soundtrack but so we just got to go on, on the, the trailer on the trailer and then there's there's the like I say the frozen theme that we've all heard before so that's not new it has been remodelled slightly. Mm. The sound design is good. So I'm just going to have to give it a six, I think. Yeah. I think I think when we, remember, when we talk about our scale of measurement, yeah. anything above a seven, we think, you go to the cinema to watch it. Yeah. Because we know it's Frozen, we know it's a musical, I think you can bump it to seven. Right, okay. Because everyone's going to go and watch it in the cinema yeah. to hear the big numbers, to see all the kids loving the songs and, you know, we'll be looking at our own kids staring yeah. open mouthed at the screen, you know. So I think on that basis, yeah. even though we only look at the trailers, I know, yes. because we know it's a musical, I think you can bump it up for a seven because okay. you know it's going to be quality. Yeah. So I think you can bump it up. Personally. So, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to 21 Bridges in. So 21 Bridges, 21. Mum will slap me for bad for <laughs> The 21 uh, Bridges. Can I ask you a quick question? Of course you can. Did you go on Google? I want to double check that there is 21 Bridges. I didn't. Oh. I took it as red. It seems to be quite a lot. That's a lot of bridges, yeah, yeah. isn't it? But I didn't. But uh, <laughs> in terms of the sound design for 21, 21 Bridges now, we have got two composers on board. We've got um, Alex Belcher and... Uh, Henry Jackman. Mm. Between them, they've they've kind of they're like they're kind of a collaborative duo. They've worked. They've done such things as um, Kick Ass, mm. X Men First Class. They did GI Joe, Wreck It Ralph, Captain Phillips. So they've done a lot. None of that is in. There's no score in this trailer, <laughs> and I'm going to get annoyed now. Oh, here we go. Not well, not annoyed. Uh, um, the thing is, and we say this all the time. It's full of incidental music. Mm. Uh, emphasis, beats, everything's edited to the beat. And I like that in a lot of things. But not every trailer has to be done like a music video. You know? It just, it, I'm getting sick of it. Yeah, I know. I'm sick of it. Like the first, the, as soon as I put the trailer on, and I, and I quite like this trailer, don't get me wrong, but as soon as I, you, you press play on that trailer, the first thing you hear is cinematic bass drop and the bong, <laughs> the church bell. It's just like, Boom, boom, all at once. I can't do them both. I'm not like a <laughs> dual throat singer or whatever they're called. But like, it's so predictable. Then yeah. you've got like, guns, more bombs. Yeah. Some of that kind of stuff. And I'm just, I'm so bored of it. Mm. I'm just so bored of how predictable these, these trailers are. And I just think to myself, just, just try something else. This one also, speaking of annoyed, it had the the pre-trailer trailer. Oh yeah, stop that! 
stop, stop it. it. Pack it in. Pack it in. It's three seconds of shots that you're going to see in the trailer yeah. in, in like three seconds. <laughs> but three sec- seconds before, and then yeah. it says trailer premiere. It's like, well, we know it's a trailer premiere. We're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so annoying. So anyway, stop editing everything to the beat. Stop using all this incidental sound. We're sick of it. Leave your editing bin of sound effects alone. Mm. Like, we've got a song used in this. Uh, we've got uh, Mask Off mm. by uh, the rapper Future. Like, I mean, I think it'd be better with just using that. Yeah. Don't have all the... And all the cuts. Yeah. It's just too much. Because there is a version of just that song over the trailer. There's no sound. There's no, like, dialogue. It's just the song all the way along. It's like, yeah, it looks really good. It's better, isn't it? You know, it's just, they're so cookie cutter mm. now, a lot of these trailers, and I'm just, oh, I'm sick of it. It's not like Carl Pilkinson when he's like, <laughs> oh, sick of it. I just, yeah. I am, I'm just, I'm just so fed up of it. So, um, on the, the music side, it's pretty weak. I like the song, the, the, the track, the, the yeah, Mask yeah. Off is a decent track, and I wonder, is there a, a reason for it being on there? Are we going to get a big reveal? Is a mask going to mm. come off, you know, if we're looking at it like that? Is there a clue in there? to do with the plot you know I don't know uh, talking of the plot in terms of sound design we've got a lot of um, plot detail revealed in narration and character dialogue yeah um, we've got character detail revealed we've got the, the, the very beginning as I referenced already the funeral uh, the flashback scene of his father's funeral mm. where they're talking uh, the, the, the priest says you know well, um, your father died protecting this city he taught you Blah blah blah. So we get instantly we're given that. All right, okay. So his dad was killed. He was a cop. Yeah. You know, and it's that high concept thing again. No time for character development. Let's just shove it all in. This scene will <laughs> just tell us everything we need to know about him. Yeah, yeah. Sorted. You know, there's none of that. They don't muck around in that on that front. Um, there is a you know, plenty of narrative in there to drive the plot. Mm. Again, too much is revealed. Personally, I think you could cut a bit out. You probably trim off. 20 seconds of this trailer mm. I'd say and and keep some things as a bit of a mystery um, because now I'm going into it for example when we talk about we've mentioned the guy mentioning the stock market problems it's kind of one of those things that if it was left out you wouldn't think about it Yeah, you just wouldn't think oh god but what about all the businesses yeah, and all yeah. you wouldn't think about it would you so then when you watch the final film you're like oh I didn't think of that yeah, yeah. I'd rather have that moment of oh I didn't think of that rather than going expecting it yeah you know and you sort of start thinking about, well, the practicalities then, and you start mm. can potentially picking holes in plots, because like, oh, hang exactly. on, let's talk, think about this then. Yeah. Exactly, because now it's become unrealistic. Yeah. Now you know the consequences of the actions of shutting all this down. Yeah. It becomes a bit unrealistic and a bit unlikely to happen, mm. you know? So, so I don't know. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of narrative to drive it, a lot of dialogue scenes between characters. It reveals a lot. Some of it's obviously necessary yeah. to show you what, what on earth the film is about. Um, but um, I think, again, too much. Mm. So in terms of a score, six. Six, right, okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a six. I just, I'm so bored by it. Yeah. I'm so bored with it. And I just think it does, it's, it's detrimental to the films that mm. they, that they're, showing a lot of the times yeah i think a lot of the times the films are much better than the trailer kind of hints hints at so yeah six okay 
Move, move on. Move, move on. on. Bad enough. <laughs> Sick of it. Sick of it. Move it on. Let's go to the final category, which is superhero-ness. His favourite. I won't know. He's a digger. Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's the final category and it's superhero-ness. Now, you get points for how prominent the superhero is in comics, if there's any DC Marvel crossovers, and just the sheer amounts of links. So if someone's done like 12 roles, then you get 12 points is I'm what feeling, we're doing. <laughs> feeling confident. Okay, so let's see. How long have you got? Because <laughs> I got a lot. First off, yeah. two points off the bat, Black Panther. Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me. Two points. Yeah. Then I've got J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Two or one? One. Just one. Just he's one thought, he's yeah. not prominent. He's not lead, is he? But he's also Commissioner Gordon in the Justice League film. Okay. And what is that guy? Justice League is DC, is it? <laughs> yeah. And Spider-Man is within what universe? It's Marvel. Is that a crossover? Yeah. Add a point. Five so far. I've also got Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Who is in, who is Gambit. Remy LeBeau. Good one. In uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, yeah. as we mentioned earlier. Now, deep breath for this one. Okay. Because you've probably got a couple that I didn't even, I, there's that many with this next character, next actor. That I didn't even bother listing them all because I got loads. <laughs> Keith David. Now we said earlier he's been in everything, and that's just feature films. Mm. He's also been in everything in terms of this kind of thing. Yeah. So he is the voice of Nick Fury okay. in the Marvel Experience and Marvel Heroes computer game. Yeah. He is in superhero movie, which was a parody of superhero movies. So he's that confident in how many films he's been in. He's even parodied parody them. <laughs> that's yeah. how good he is, guy. Yeah. Uh, he is in the Justice League TV series. He was in the Spectacular Spider-Man yeah. TV series, animated series. Now these are um, also going back to Black Panther. He was Black Panther in the original animated he series was. in 1994. Yeah. Now they're the only ones I bothered to mark because there's like six, six or seven points there, and I thought that's enough to thrash you. Yeah. You know, but uh, have you got any extras? So you were on six. Yeah. And I well, did... just for him? No, no, before him. Right. On six. And I did go back. Yeah. He's actually done 12 different roles. 12. Adam. So you're on 18. 18. <laughs> now... Anyone else? If that this ball gets pulled out the hat at the end, yeah. it's good night, my friend. Yeah. Uh, are we counting G.I. Joe as a superhero? No. Huh? He's an action figure. A super one. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, international hero. Superhero? No. No. Oh, damn it. Because Sienna Miller was in yeah. Rise of Cobra. Um, okay, so my last pointage then. Uh, the Russo brothers. Yeah. Yeah, two. Not because there's two of them. It's just because of what they've war. done and just the prominence the prom- of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. Uh, both Infinity War and Endgame eclipsing two billion mm. at the box office. Huge amounts. Not bad. Huge numbers. Huge numbers. Like uh, they've basically turned the. I wouldn't say they've changed the genre. 
have they? But they've kind of taken the, some sort of stranglehold over yeah, it, haven't they? Definitely. Uh, so massive points. So what's that? Twenty or twenty? <laughs> twenty points. Mm, maybe we should put a limit on. We'll go for twenty, but 20 let's review we'll go this. for twenty points. Yeah, twenty points. Because uh, I'd like to see what you've got mm. <laughs> in Frozen Two. Well, Kristen Bell plays Jade Wilson in the Teen Titans Go animated film. Hang on. If G.I. Joe isn't the superhero, how is Teen Titans Go? There's Robins in it. Half a point. One point. I'll give you. I've also, I mean, I've not spoken about other people that's going to be in Frozen 2, but I have to now just to get some points. So Alfred Molina (laughs) plays a small part. He was Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. So that's a pretty good one. Yeah, class. Um, So I'm on two at the moment. And And I love Alfred Molina as well. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? And then Stephen K. Brown was in John Boo in Black Panther. And he plays some part, I'm not entirely sure what in Frozen 2. Okay. I've got three. Three points. A generous three as well. Mm. Two and a half, really. We don't deal in halves, we'll round up. We don't, we round up. But uh, <laughs> it's a low score, that, buddy. Oh, I'm worried. Because I've got a real good chance. I'm losing 3 0 at the moment. 3 0 in the series, yeah. You got you were, you were feeling good this week, weren't you? I was. Right, we so shall let's, see. let's do it. And there's only one way to find out how well you'll do, and that is in the final reckoning. Let's do this. Okay, so here we are. It's time for the final reckoning. The trailers have been judged. The categories have been scored. It's now time to see who is the winner and who will take the place, Gar. On the trailer top drums table of triumph. I'm hoping for category six straight out the bag. And I've pretty much sealed the deal, but we shall see. Customary Indiana Jones Fedora, as is now tradition. Good luck. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Insincere good luck. <laughs> Here we go. It's category five. Oh, sound of music. I get a one-point lead. I had seven, you had six. One-point lead for Gaza D. Category five. Is that lead about to be decimated? Mm-hmm. This'll be like the snap. That'll be like me <laughs> doing a snap. Yeah. <laughs> Destroying you. It's not, come on, please. Category four. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a three-point lead at the moment. I had nine and that, you had seven. God, could you be on for your first win? Oh, come on. Oh, I really hope If I take six. number six out, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I've never wanted to crush your dreams, my friend, in all our lives together, but uh, <laughs> right now I'd like to. Oh, please. Here we go. The winner. It's category one. Oh, I was worried. And that was eight all. Eight all. So I get a win. He gets the win. Well done, buddy. Oh. Excellent. Doesn't count. Ball fell off. Yeah. Redraw all the balls. <laughs> you just pull that from up your sleeve. Yeah, I did. <laughs> just put it back in. So there we have it. The winner this week, Frozen 2. Guys, how do you feel? Your first victory in the series, my friend. I've never experienced such joy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to break out into song and dance? Yeah, I can do. Do Don't. you want to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Let's go and play. Any, any, any more, 
<laughs> we yeah. used to be best buddies, but now we're not, because you beat me in top trumps. Anyway, we'll stop singing. Um, so yeah, there you have it. The winner of Trailer Top Trumps this week is Frozen 2. And on balance, what would you say? I'd say it's probably the one I would see, I'm more likely to see in the yeah. cinema. Oh, I'll definitely see that. Yeah, because the kids, definitely. So. In fact, it's my wife's birthday the weekend this comes out, but the kids have already said that's what we're going to see at the cinema. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, Mrs. Davis. <laughs> okay, so that there we have it. Trailer Top Trumps is over for another week. Tune in next week to, to for another episode. We don't know what the trailers are going to be yet. We've not decided have we? No. no yeah. But uh, we'll be doing that shortly. And uh, if you'd like to find out more about previous Trailer Top Trumps, mm. you can look on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also find out the Trader Top Trumps news on the website at uh, www.thedavislocker.com. And if you want to get in touch with us, leave some messages, comment on the videos, etc., etc. Find us across Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on at the Davis Locker. Gaz, a closing statement for your victory. If you want to feel the joy I've just felt, make sure you're in to win a year's supply of cinema tickets. Of We're almost at the end. Friday 22nd of November is the end. That's the deadline, and it's not long. Subscribe, like, and share any video that we've done previously. You will be in to win a year's supply of cinema tickets. Yeah. And if you keep guessing on the prelude, if you can guess all the Easter eggs and the references yeah. that we included in that, that's the very first upload that we ever did. You can win some sweet TDL merch. He's got it on today as well. I have, especially. Didn't have it on last week. No. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you can win some merch, you get some cups, got t shirts, all kinds of stuff. We might even throw in some of the junk we got lying around. Yeah. Uh, you know, some VHS copies of, I don't know, uh, the IT crowd or something, <laughs> which is brilliant. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe Tango and Cash on VHS or something. I don't know how oh, behaves that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. One man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> so, so tune in next week and we'll see you soon. See ya. Please be your first win. Oh, joyous. I didn't yeah. think it was going to come. I, I honestly thought Category 6 was coming out. I was hoping for it. We've not had that yet. As much as I love you. Yeah. I was hoping for it. That has not come out crushed. over four episodes. It's mad. Anyway, I've got a little joke for you. Not like you. I've, uh, I've merged both of these together. Yeah. What do you get if you cross <laughs> Olaf? The snowman yeah. and a black panther. I don't know. Frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> they get better. These jokes are getting better and better every oh, week. <laughs>